Hey guys, welcome back. This is like a middle of the month episode, so I just have a few different topics that I wanted to talk about that I'll just be combining into one episode. And before I get started, I just wanted to comment on one thing, and that is that you guys are probably wondering why I didn't send out a deal alert for the Staples gift card sale. It was on the evening of October 10th, and you guys probably know by now that I really like Staples deals because they can be very scalable. So the gift cards that were on sale for this were two different online exchange gift cards. And these are gift cards that are basically like this multiple choice gift card where you buy the gift card and then you can convert it to a variety of different brands. Sometimes the gift card buyer wants you to convert it to a certain brand before you sell it to them, and sometimes they don't. For this one, the two gift cards that were on sale were one was called Darden, and the relevant brand for that was Olive Garden, and then the other one was Happy Birthday, which can convert to Macy's. And the thing with Staples deals is they usually drop at midnight Eastern. So if you're on Pacific time, it can be good because you can hit the deal while a lot of people are asleep. But the thing is, when the deal dropped, it wasn't really picked up by many of the gift card buyers right away. So I was able to get a quote from my private gift card buyer, but Aligned Incentives didn't post their rates until the next morning when one of the brands was already sold out. And so I wanted to post a deal alert, but because none of the public gift card buyers had published their rates and said that they were going to buy them yet, I was a little bit cautious. You know, I personally am fine with taking on that risk because I'm pretty sure that Aligned Incentives were going to buy them. And I did already have a quote from my private buyer, but of course not everyone on the email list has access to that. So that's why I had that hesitation. The last thing that I want is for one of my subscribers to be stuck with $5,000 worth of Olive Garden gift cards, which I don't know how good Olive Garden is, but I don't think that there's many people that like it that much. So yeah, now that more and more people are signing up for that email list, I do feel some responsibility even though it's like a 99% chance that you could be able to sell the gift cards. So yeah, I just wanted to put that explanation out there, even though in hindsight, I probably should have sent out that deal alert, but that's okay. There'll be more deals. And I think next time, if I was in the same situation, I probably will send it out and maybe just put a disclaimer for people to acknowledge the risk. So yeah, speaking of gift card deals that you're probably wondering why I'm not doing them. This deal was like a month ago, but it is worth keeping an eye out for it because it'll probably come back. And that is buying the virtual Visa cards from giftcards.com through the AA shopping portal. So for this, you could buy $600 worth of Visa gift cards for $30 off and then also be getting 3x AA miles. And the cool thing with the American Airlines shopping portal is that in addition to earning the miles, you also earn the loyalty points. So if you fly a lot of American Airlines or Alaska Airlines, it could be good to be working towards that American Airlines status because they have the reciprocal benefits with Alaska. And well, I guess the first reason that I didn't do this deal was that I don't really know of a good way to liquidate these cards. Most of the stuff that I've been reading has just been recommending to use them organically, like to be loading Amazon balance or something like that. 
which is fine because you're still getting that $30 off for every $600. But, you know, there can be some overhead because it's only a $100 gift card, so you might end up having to do a lot of them. But the main reason that I didn't do it is that my AA Shopping Portal account actually got shut down. And so I have a pretty fun story about how that happened. And I think the reason that I can share it is because it didn't work. If it did work, then I probably wouldn't be talking about it. And so what happened was I heard a rumor, like just from some random comment on the buying group discord, that if you buy something from Dell through the AA shopping portal and it gets canceled, the portal will still track that purchase. So six weeks later, they will credit you the miles and then claw back the miles, but they won't claw back the loyalty points. So I saw that little rumor and I thought that, okay, I'm going to try this out for myself. And so what I was going to do was order stuff to the buying group. And as you probably know, anything that you try to ship directly to the buying group from Dell will just get automatically canceled. And of course, I set up a totally burner account with a fresh IP, you know, new credit card, different billing address, so they couldn't tie this back to my main accounts. And so I ordered about $5,000 worth of stuff, and I think the portal was at like 3x, so it ended up being 15,000 miles. And of course, immediately everything was canceled. And so I just did that, and then I just kind of forgot about it until I got an email from American Airlines saying, congratulations, you unlocked the 15,000 loyalty point reward level. So this is the first reward level before you even hit gold, and it just gives you like some preferred seat coupons. But yeah, I was really surprised, like, wow, this actually worked. And so, of course, my first thought was, okay, if it works with 15,000, why not 200,000? And I'll just go all the way to get the executive platinum status for free. And so this was actually in July, I think. It was around the Prime Day, maybe. And the AA Shopping Portal was giving out, I think it was 10x. So I only needed to order $20,000 of stuff and have it get canceled. So I did that. And of course, as I said before, you have to wait six weeks. So it was actually quite a long six weeks. I got pretty excited about it. You know, I thought, oh, this is probably going to work. So I waited and waited, and then like six weeks later, I was like, hmm, I haven't gotten my email that said, congratulations on Executive Platinum. And so I go to try to log into my AA Shopping Portal account, and it just says, sorry, an internal error occurred. And so immediately, I think I was pretty sure what had happened, but, you know, I had to like try a few different browsers and incognito or whatever just to make sure that it wasn't some kind of system glitch. And yeah, I actually never got any kind of communication from American Airlines or anything. But, you know, it was too good to be true, and I think it was too easy as well. Like, if they were just giving out executive platinum status for free and it was this easy, like, they should probably know about it at this point. And I was actually able to find a forum that had a bunch of data points on this. I kind of wish I had found it before, but I think it is kind of understandable that there isn't too much talk about it. And this is on the US card forum. And this forum is actually in simplified Mandarin, so presumably people from China. 
but it's a pretty good forum actually like they have a lot of good data points that i haven't really seen that much of on reddit or anything i wonder if they think that the amex rat team and toby from aa corporate security and people like that aren't hovering around their site because they can't read mandarin even though you know google translate exists and i actually found the page on this aa shopping portal shenanigans when doing a pretty simple Google search in English. So I'm not sure if they're as discreet as they think that they are. But yeah, they have this entire thread with like 608 comments on gaming this AA shopping portal in the way that I tried to do. And according to this, they said it was dead as of May of 2021. So I was a bit late to the party, I guess. But uh, yeah, there's a bunch of posts with their data points and like one guy got platinum, but then AA found out what he was doing and downgraded him to gold, which I mean is not bad. Like he still has an AA account, which is better than a lot of people. But yeah, I would say it is pretty entertaining to go through this thread. You might be able to find some tips on how to game this better than I did. And like, it does seem that it is possible to get somewhere between 15,000 and 200,000 loyalty points before they shut you down. So feel free to test that out. And I mean, if you are like 15,000 loyalty points away from some status tier, it might actually make sense to try doing this. And I think the reason why they let you do a little bit is because Normal people who get their status from flying and who are really attached to their status, like they might plan out their entire year of flights, like just so they have enough to get platinum or something. And say, for example, they bought someone a gift through the shopping portal and that person ended up returning it. If that ends up being the difference between gold and platinum for them, they're not going to be a happy customer. I do think I need to say that this might seem a little bit sketchy to some people. There actually was a case that I found on this forum, which was kind of similar, where there was these two brothers that placed a bunch of orders on Nordstrom.com that got canceled through the Fat Wallet shopping portal. And I think their address was already banned from Nordstrom from probably doing some other sketchy stuff. And they ended up collecting over $650,000 through the cashback portal from canceled orders. So this was back in 2010, and they actually ended up going to jail for two years. So yeah, I would say just try to be a bit careful about doing stuff that might be similar to this. I think that, you know, loyalty points are probably fine. It would be different if it was just cash. And I actually talked about this in a different episode where whenever you have this short loop money printer, you should definitely be careful because, yeah, you don't want the FBI coming after you. But yeah, like I said before, just getting a few extra loyalty points is a lot different than $650,000. And if you want to find this case online, you can just Google Cho Brothers. It's C-H-I-U. Just Google Cho Brothers Nordstrom FBI and I'm sure you'll find it. And for the discussion on the loyalty point stuff on the US Card Forum, you can just Google like US Card Forum, Dell, AA Shopping Portal, Clawback, Loyalty Point, something like that, and you'll definitely find it for sure. And just one more thing, if you're like me and you can't read Mandarin very well, so you're using Google Translate, 
Just know that in Mandarin, the word for brush is the same as swipe. The character is schwa. So like schwa ka or schwa ya is swipe your card or brush your teeth. So if you see something that translates to brush your way to executive platinum, that basically means spend your way to executive platinum. So I hope that helps. And yeah, feel free to check out that forum. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about is the new changes to the Amex business gold card and how those might be relevant to someone that's doing buying groups and gift cards. So they are increasing their annual fee by $80 from $295 to $375. But then they're adding some monthly credits. So you get $20 in statements credits per month at either FedEx, Grubhub, or office supply stores. So as you already know, I like to buy gift cards from Staples and Staples is an office supply store. And so you can actually buy gift cards from Staples and that will trigger the credit. So I did already send out an email about this, but one disclaimer that I probably should have put in there is that Amex does have level three data on staples.com. So they know that you're buying gift cards and already staples.com gift card purchases do not earn points so i expect that if amex wanted to they could close this pretty easily and so i would just kind of keep an eye out for that but as i said in the email an easy way to cash out this credit through gift cards is to buy a 25 dollars gift card for netflix from staples.com and sell that to Align Incentives, and they are buying those gift cards at 90%. So you'll be losing $2.5 on the gift card because it's a $25 gift card, and that's 10% of $25. But then you're cashing out the rest of that $20. So basically, you are making $17.5 every month in exchange for paying an extra $80 per year. And remember that depending on what day of the month you apply for this card, you are either getting 13 or 14 calendar months for which you can use this credit for paying one annual fee. And the annual fee is only going up for applications after February 1st, 2024. So any existing cards that you have, the benefits are effective immediately and any new cards that you apply for before that date will also just have the $295 annual fee. So just based off of that, that's already a pretty good change for us. And I was actually surprised to see some people that were complaining about this. And it's always kind of a thing that people are complaining, oh, that Amex is becoming just a coupon book. And while that might not be good for the casual person who might not be able to make use of the credits, for people like us who liquidating coupon books is basically what we do and it's subsidized by those people that are paying that higher annual fee but not making use of any of the benefits. So really changes like this are what we want. And yeah, so I have four business goals and my wife has one right now. So we'll be making about an extra $100 per month off of this. And if you want, you don't even need to be reselling the gift card. I mean, staples.com, they have a lot of different brands that are useful. Like they have Target, Home Depot, Uber, pretty much anything. And you could just use that for any organic spend that you have. For me, with five or six business goals, I think it's just a bit too much overhead to be doing that. 
But if you only have one or two cards, then you can just buy like a $25 Uber gift card and load that into your account. I'm sure there's a lot of people that spend $25 a month on Uber organically. So yeah, that was the first change. And then the other change that they did was to the Forex categories. So they replaced this category that was called Select Technology Providers of Computer Hardware, Software, and Cloud Solutions. And I believe this was the category that was getting us Forex on Apple.com. And they replaced this with U.S. Electronic Goods Retailers and Software and Cloud and System Providers. So there was some speculation on whether or not that would still include Apple.com. I think it will, since they are quite clearly an electronics goods retailer. But the big thing with this is that it sounds like this is now going to include Best Buy, which could be kind of a game changer for buying groups. Before, to be getting any kind of discount or cash back on Best Buy, you had to be using Best Buy gift cards. Maybe you got these and then were able to sell the fuel points that came with them, or you just bought them from a gift card reseller. But with gift cards, you know, that can make things a little bit more difficult. I think Best Buy might put a little bit more scrutiny on your account. So yeah, my take is just that it's easier to be using a credit card that's earning 4x. And this just kind of brings me to talk about Best Buy and Walmart for buying groups in general. And, you know, we're already in Q4 and we got Black Friday coming up. So it'd be good to prepare for that. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit on how to buy from these retailers. You've probably wondered why I haven't talked about them yet. And that's because I think I might be banned from Best Buy. I don't know, it doesn't seem like I can order anything from them right now. I tried to buy just like one Fire Stick and even that got cancelled. So I think I need to be putting in a little more effort to try to season some accounts. Because that's really the most important thing with these buying groups is having seasoned accounts, especially with Best Buy and Walmart and even Amazon. So I would say if you can, you should probably start now. And the way that I've been thinking about doing it is just to be buying like any kind of household goods. Like maybe you need to buy a new charger from Best Buy or maybe you need to buy like some snacks from Walmart or toilet paper, or paper towels, or really anything can be done. I guess Best Buy's a little bit harder. But yeah, that's going to be my strategy for the next few weeks to kind of prepare for this, because right now I don't have a functioning Best Buy or Walmart account. What happened to me was that the Apple Watch deal and iPad deals back in the beginning of February really kind of did me in. There was a big price drop, and that led to some pretty hefty commissions. They were paying $20 commission for an Apple Watch, and so I was buying a lot of them. And I think a pretty big mistake that I made was I bought some watches in-store, and I entered in my phone number when I was buying them. So they were able to link that to all of my other orders, and probably just thought that I was buying too many and now whenever I order something to my home address, it just says quantity limits exceeded, even if it's a product that I've never bought before. So yeah, I'm going to keep trying, but I'm not very hopeful that I'm going to be able to overcome this. We'll see. So yeah, I would recommend not using your phone number in store. 
When you're making online orders, the system is sort of self-regulating in that if you order too much stuff, they will just start to cancel some of your orders, but they won't ban you. Whereas if you go in store, they're not going to turn you away. So you might be hitting some kind of critical threshold where if you go over that, then you get banned. So I guess when you don't put in your phone number, you are foregoing those Best Buy rewards. I think when you hit some sort of threshold, they send you a $5 off coupon or a $10 off coupon. But if the reason you're going in store is because you can't buy any more online, then you should definitely make sure that they can't link those purchases together. So yeah, at least with Walmart, I think I'm a little bit more hopeful that I'll be able to get back in the game with them with the strategy that I mentioned of buying the household goods. And I think Walmart is actually a lot easier to dropship if you want to try getting into that. You don't need to be that creative with your address modifications as long as you have good seasoned accounts. And with churning in general, it is really good to always be prepared and keep looking around the corner for what the next thing is. This is something that I need to work on as well. I'm kind of kicking myself for not getting that Chase Amazon Prime card earlier. I did have it just in time for Prime Day, but it only had a 20k limit, and once I hit that 20k, I tried to pay it off immediately, but even though I paid it off really quickly, the credit limit didn't reset because it's a new account. So that was kind of an L for me. On the first Prime Day of this year, or I guess it was more of like a Prime Week or Prime Two Weeks, I spent closer to 60k. So for this Prime Day, I was hoping I could get a couple more 20k cycles because usually the Prime Day, it's not just one or two days. There are deals that last like a little bit past it and also a bit before it as well. So I'm hoping that by Black Friday, I'll be able to cycle it. And speaking of being prepared and looking around the corner, the Bank of America 2% day is coming on November 9th. And in case you didn't already know, basically on this day you get an extra 2% or 2x on any Bank of America credit card. And this is especially lucrative if you're in their preferred rewards program. And again, if you don't know what that is, it's for anyone that has more than $100,000 worth of money at Bank of America gets an extra 75% bonus on any rewards from their credit cards and that 100k can be investments in an IRA by the way it doesn't just have to be like cash sitting in a zero percent checking account so I personally am not in this program because I don't have a hundred thousand dollars in my IRA yet but I'll probably get there eventually and you can also just use like a regular taxable brokerage account for this but I think there are better brokerage bonuses out there and you'll make more money going after those bonuses than with that extra rewards on their credit cards. But yeah, actually the Daily Turn just talked about Bank of America cards in his most recent episode. But I think I recall him saying that he got some business credit cards. So I'm not a member of his private Discord, although I probably should hop in there. So I don't know exactly what he's doing. But it's important to mention that the personal and business sides are separate. So as I said before, I am not personally in this Bank of America game, but based on what I'm reading, it sounds like you need to have 100k in your personal accounts for personal cards, and then you need another 100k in your business accounts for business cards. 
But anyway, if you're in one of these two programs, they have one credit card that earns you 2.875% cash back and it's uncapped. And then they have another type of credit card that gives you 5.25% cash back in selected categories. The business version of that has a 50K annual cap and the personal version has a $2,500 quarterly cap. So on this special November 9th day where you're getting an extra 2%, that means you're getting 4.875% on that uncapped card and 7.25% on the category bonus card. So hopefully that wasn't too much rambling on how Bank of America works. But what I was trying to get at is if you're going to be taking advantage of this day, you want to make sure that you're prepared. And what I would recommend doing is going out with your credit cards and, you know, buying a few $500 gift cards at the grocery store. See if there's any fraud blocks, clear them and then pay off all your balances just so that when that day comes and you're trying to max out all your cards you don't want to be slowed down by anything like that i have just had a few troubles with this for bank of america but i do know that with us bank you'll get a fraud alert and then you'll call them to clear it and then you'll try the transaction again and it still won't work so yeah some of these banks fraud algorithms just aren't really set up properly to handle that so I was just about to publish this episode, but then I read the fine print for this Bank of America 2X day. And actually, you can only do this for up to $2,500 in purchases per card. So that's pretty lame. Uh, last year, they didn't have this cap. So I'm not really sure if it's worth thinking about it too much for this year, but I'm still going to keep everything that I've already recorded. Moving up from Bank of America, even if you're just a casual trainer out there, looking ahead and being prepared is always something that you need to be doing. I feel like I see a lot of posts on Reddit about how this person had like a really big purchase coming up, but they didn't have any credit cards to meet MSR on. And, you know, Chase takes forever to send the cards in the mail. And yeah, my last experience with Bank of America, you know, recon took like two months. So it's always good to start early. If you're someone who doesn't MS very much and are more spend limited than card limited, don't wait until you finish MSR to apply for your next card. You know, you always want to have a pipeline of cards coming in so that you always have a card to put spend on in case something gets delayed. So yeah, that's all I got for this week, and I hope you found some of these tips useful. And another thing is that for this episode, I used Adobe Podcasts for the audio tuning. This was something that was recommended by one of my listeners, so thanks for that, and let me know if you can tell the difference. As usual, feel free to send me an email, turninglife at gmail.com, or send me a message on Reddit for any questions or comments about the show. And yeah, thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.